0: Only podcast with over ten thousand quests. You're now listening to the exclamation mark.
1: One. Welcome all to the exclamation mark a podcast, the only podcast with over 10,000 quests, most of them incomplete. Um, I am Croft and Steers, your guild master, if you will, on this uh, quest questing towards video game elation. With me is uh, my apprentice, uh, young master Bo Schwartz. Bo Schwartz, how are you? Uh, hello. Is this where I say hello? Who are we yes, talking to? I he's sort of like my intern, sh- uh, so bear with him. Uh, we will have conversation throughout the show, and you will enjoy my side of things. And every once in a while, he will talk, and you will feel kind of dumb. But then just think that he's learning, and you'll feel who, better.
0: Who are you talking
1: to? What is this?
0: Master? I'm talking to
1: the listeners, Bo Schwartz. Oh, are we on
0: the radio now? Can anyone yes. see me? We're on the radio. why? All right. I'm done with that. Hello. I'm here. I'm a normal person now. Uh, yeah. Well, jury's out <laughs> on that one. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm not an apprentice. I actually know, you know, what's up and what's down and uh, what's all around. And how to move it all around. Yep. Um, all right. Yeah, so,
1: Bo... Last, uh, I was listening to a bit of our last episode, I thought it was pretty good. It was just super long. So this week, in in efforts to sort of balance that out, we're going to try and do a little more of a streamlined version, get right to some of the, the good stuff that we're playing. Plus, it's the end of the year, right? So, I mean, there's not that much that goes on at the end of the year, really.
0: Just stuff gets launched, there's Christmas sales, but a lot of the big titles are already out, you're playing them.
1: That's right I think the last two big releases last it was last week or the week before uh, Rainbow Six Siege came out and I was waiting to see what the reviews were gonna be on that because uh, I have this sort of package with my Nvidia video card I bought where they allow you to pick either the Assassin's Creed uh, game or the Rainbow Six game is your free as a free game for getting the video card or whatever. So it was interesting to me because one of those games was unreleased, the Rainbow Six game. So I was like, well, I don't know if I want that game or not. So I restrained myself until the game came out before cashing in my free code. I went with Assassin's Creed. Once an Assassin's Creed loyalist, always an Assassin's Creed loyalist.
0: Oh, well, look at you. Well,
1: I the the reviews for uh, the Rainbow Six game were kind of like, they're... They they it, it sounded like another one of those games with very minimal amount of content. They don't have many. I think there's very few maps. Maps are fairly small. I mean they, they're going to expand it as it goes on, but I, I don't I don't have time for the if they're not giving me a full meal, then I'm not going to waste my free game on their half game.
0: Yeah, no, that's pretty reasonable. Man, you're a prudent shopper. Good for you. And what's the you.
1: other the other game that's lighting up Reddit? Is uh, Just Cause Three. I'm not sure have you seen any of these gifts for uh... no why what's
0: going on with Just Cause Well just, just Cause, cause. is
1: like it, it, it's one of those games that's like a ridiculous kind of uh, you play this guy Rico Suave Rodriguez or whatever and uh, mm-hmm. it's the same guy Racist. from the first okay. two Just Causes. and while there's some sort of story the real thing is that it's just like a giant playground you have a wingsuit a zip line gun a grappling hook And then you can just do crazy shit with the physics. So you've got all these people like attaching the grappling hook to a cow and then the other end to a windmill and the cow goes flying around the windmill or, you know, attaching like shooting your guy off, you know, off a plane in the wingsuit and then flying through all these these crazy sort of. Um, you know, trick trick falls and trick moves and then landing on a cow, which then explodes. It also has a mega huge exaggerated explosions, which are pretty awesome. So um, I, I think that it's quite popular because you can you can film just a few seconds of it and often capture something absolutely ridiculous happening and then put it on the internet where everybody will laugh at the 30 seconds. I don't know how long it holds up as a full game, but people are having fun taking little clips of cows exploding.
0: Well, I, that, yeah, I like cows exploding. Maybe, maybe when it goes on sale, I'll give it a try. It just doesn't seem like a bite at full price game to me. You might even it's have $70 Canadian. Canadian. Do like, I just have
1: cause it? two is, was on sometimes they're just practically giving that game away. Uh, I know I have it. I bought it for like $2 one time on steam but I haven't played it. No, yet. I don't
0: think I've ever bought the Just Cause 2 because they look like the kind of game like Saints Row is, which is just like... That's what it is. We're like appealing that. to your juvenile sense of humor. We're not even going to seriously be that much of a game more than we're going to you would love be. it, yes. And, you know, I like Borderlands, so I'm juvenile humor, I'm not above it, but I don't know. I just can't bring myself to buy those games. They seem like not serious and not worth my time, but maybe I'm, I'm wrong. D- Maybe I'm. Wrong. I
1: totally was putting off playing Just Cause two. I'm like, oh, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. I never did, and now the third one's out. So when the third one's on sale, I'll probably pick yeah. it up because that looks like the kind of fun. I love Spider-Man games, and this looks like a sort of virtual ridiculous Spider-Man game, except you shoot dudes in the head. You know, um, I bought a
0: lot of games in my day, and there's no Just Cause in my Steam library. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Well, but there's no Saints Row to- in there either. Really, I you do I'm prejudiced. I'm, I'm just like. It's too goofy, and they're gonna make me play. For, like they, you know, it's gonna demand a lot of my time to play this goofy, not serious game. So I um... bet
1: you, especially Saints Robo, that has you written all over it. Like I've never seen a game where I'm like, that's Bo more than Saints Robo. It's funny. Where, 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 where there's like this big African American dude running around with a giant dildo sword in his hand. I keep thinking like
0: Bo should be playing this game. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> <It's>, buddy. Like, <laughs> No problem, guy. I'm going to be sure to bring you on my first double date, you know, the next time when I meet that someone special and we need to go out, I'll bring you along to regale her uh, with all the the great stories and impressions you have of me. Hey, Bo, remember that time we were playing that video game and you did
1: all those quests to get the dildo shooting gun? You wouldn't stop until we had the dildo gun. (laughs) That's a good time.
0: Anyway, introduce me to your lady friend. (laughs) (laughs) i can see why you wouldn't want to bring me no no i would i totally would we just have we have to have a talk beforehand a little coaching some guidelines on what you can and cannot bring up at least i don't want to scare her right away i think eventually
1: a list it's like (laughs) things not to bring up anything about me (laughs) (laughs) things you can talk about other people you know. <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. No, that would, um, yeah. All right.
0: Anyways, yeah, that's our plan. So you guys picture what that first date will look like, or that first double date. Because we'll have dated a little bit. But I'll, I'll have piled on the lies in that beginning part. And that's yeah, true, I'll need you to not not over. Lies will come crashing down. That, that house of cards. Okay. Um. Well, we do have a, a little bit of news. So why don't we step to the arena? Yeah? Sure.
1: Readme.txt
0: Yeah, it's time for some Readme.txt Short version Short version, well we don't have You know, maybe there was plenty of stuff that happened out there Honestly, gaming news If it isn't big it's not worth my time, and it's not worth your time for us to talk about it. But one big deal that did happen was System Shock 3 is an official thing. System Shock 2, okay, so it's a game I've never played. But I'll tell you what, every week or two weeks that game enters my retinas in some way because people love this damn game, a lot of nostalgia for it. So I know about this game only because of all the fond memories that a lot of other gamers have had that, you know, have been communicated to me. And I've always been interested in trying it, but then I look at pictures of it and I'm like, eh, it looks old and crusty. I missed the boat. Kind of excited that there's a three because I'll probably want to check it out if reviews are good. Crofton, have you ever played System Shock? 2. I don't know about 1, but 2.
1: I briefly played System Shock 1 way back when, and I spent a lot of time trying to get System Shock 2 to run on one of my computers, and I was unable to. There was a window there. Now it's on Steam and stuff, but there was a time where it was difficult to get that game to run, and you could buy graphic enhancements. So I've never played the second one, which is very much... Uh, beloved, And it came out around the same time as the first Deus Ex. And I've totally been a Deus Ex guy and not a System Shock guy. But I love Bioshock and, and those games. So, I mean, I'm sure I would love System Shock 3. I love the whole concept of those rogue AI and, and the Dead Space-esque, uh, being trapped in a ship in space, all that. Sounds cool. The one thing I'm not so sold on on this announcement is even though there's a lot of original people that worked on System Shock – this seems like it needs to be a big budget game, and the original System Shocks were big budget games at the time. And this remake seems to be coming from a fairly small studio, and so I don't know, man. Like I, I hope that it's a big budget game with all the bells and whistles, but somehow I feel like it may be a limited budget.
0: This, this is the challenge with it: is that you want to like, you know, uh, you want to honor the game, but so much time has passed. Do you? reboot it so that it's like the way the tomb raider series has kind of gone do you make it nearly unrecognizable in its new form or do you go like retro like the shadow run games have sort of gone where it like it kind of looks like that shadow run game you know i don't know man it's a first person shooter so they got to bring it with the graphics and mood and atmosphere is important it's like in these i i agree with all yeah. that
1: stuff and you're right they're walking that fine line but if they put the three at the end i think that that's like they could re at this point they could re, relaunch the series they could put out a game called system shock you know um and and get away with it People would be like, "Oh, fine." There, you know, like the first Tomb Raider, uh, Tomb Raider twenty thirteen. The first relaunch was called Tomb Raider. Like, there's already been a game called Tomb Raider. Yeah, but they, it feels
0: like I never have to play a Tomb Raider before I can get in in the tomb new Tomb Raider yeah. relaunch. This one's good. called System Shock three, which
1: infers to me that it's going to be more of like a sequel. Um, but I, I get the impression that really with the two first games. There's not a lot of baggage that you need to take on to the next one. Like I think there, there are events that that transpire in a space station or whatever. I'm going to assume the third one will be the same. Rogue AI takes over and then there's sort of like it, – it's all about survival in that station. So I think it will be – it will manage to be self-contained at the same time is what I'm saying. Uh, but I guarantee there will be tons of wink-wink, nudge-nudge, wink-winks to uh, original System Shock fans. Um I own system. I'm looking at my Steam library. I own System Shock 2 on Steam. Hmm. Uh, and and uh yeah, I really but I just bought this pimping new PC so to install that with the old ass graphics, you know. I and don't think I was I looking at some boat.
0: pictures while we were talking and like I'm legit curious about, you know, I feel like I missed the boat. Like very, very not very often do I ever feel like Some people talk lovingly about old games that they loved and that I wasn't a part of it. And I'm like, well, I guess I just missed it. I don't care. But System Shock seems like a really good game. Like Even when I look at it now, it's got that feels a bit like Half-Life 2, feels a bit like Deus Ex, feels a bit like Dead Space. Like It has a lot of cool things about it that I'm interested in.
1: Listeners, if you're out there and you have played System Shock 2, please send us a message with your impression and tell us, if you love it, why it's so awesome, because we would like to know, because there are some super loyal fans of that franchise. I'd be curious.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Please write in. All right. Also on news is um, Oculus. Actually, all these VR headsets, somehow they were all supposed to be out this fall. They're not out. I guess they're all launching next year, but... um, Oculus is doubling down on its promise to release it someday, some sort of retail product, by offering EVE Valkyrie with your pre-order. So EVE Valkyrie is a much-talked-about killer gaming app for the VR system developed by the EVE Online developers, CPP. EVE Online, you know, has a a long-standing pedigree in the MMO space, being, you know, the quintessential space, massively multiplayer online experience. So, them doing a space game, seems like they'd have the tech to do this kind of stuff. Seeing the screenshots and video, looks pretty good. So... It does look good, but it's like we just finished talking about
1: System Shock and how the number three, how that's going to play on it and something. You know, how, how that the fact that it's a sequel may deter people being like, oh, I've missed the boat on this. I can't jump in now if it's not. Well, e, there's no name scarier to me than Eve. Um, and uh, in terms of missing the boat, in terms of baggage that you must know, in terms of like uh, just complexity in gameplay what? and demanding in terms of time consumption from the player. So for me I would be really, when I see that um, and there's so many shooters like this coming out, like there's Star Citizen um, No Man's Sky there's a ton ton of these games, makes me feel like this would not be my first choice.
0: My understanding from what I've read about EVE Valkyrie is that it's not like, it might be linked lore wise but it's not linked gameplay wise to EVE really it's an arcade space shooter like I don't think it's intended to be a simulator first, but more of a, a shooty gaming experience first. But didn't they have one of those video.
1: for first person shooters in, in Eve, like Dust or well, something? Well yeah, they were
0: doing a first person shooter for consoles called Dust Five Fourteen or something like that. Yeah. And got bad reviews. Well what was happening what was supposed to happen in that game was supposed to affect Eve Online. Like if you want a battle on X Planet, then X Planet in the MMO would you know, something would happen there, like maybe it would generate more resource or something. Um, But I think, I think the problem with that is that they were developing for consoles and they're not a console developer and they were being way too ambitious about syncing up their PC properties with their console properties, which there's a reason why that rarely ever happens. It's because you're at the mercy of the console schedule, the limitations and exclusivity deals and whatever other red tape is involved, you know, making your game for console. So, you can't keep up with the demand. And I think, I also think, you know, if this is the first time they're developing a first person shooter in that development studio and then they pick the most ambitious thing to do ever as the first thing, that seems like a bad idea. Like, where's their little arcade game where they test out their technology and get feedback on whether it's good or bad?
1: Isn't that exactly what they're doing now with this flight game?
0: Well, I think the difference is that... Oculus flight game? I think think the difference is that it's untested territory. So the Oculus is just a peripheral, so they're not... It's like developing for PC. It's like a PC game. It just runs on the Oculus. And, um... And I think this doesn't sink in. Like, I, I think this is much less ambitious. Like, it's literally a standalone experience in the EVE universe where you, you know, shoot spaceships. Well,
1: I will say, like, they're giving it away f- technically free if you buy an Oculus. I'm already planning on buying an Oculus. So I, I will say that I will enjoy trying it uh but at the same point it wouldn't if i was on the fence about buying an oculus it definitely would not push me over the fence this isn't the killer gaming app that i'm looking necessarily to play Man. oculus on you wanna, if it being star citizen then i would be more interested i think
0: sea exploration is more your jam right you like hanging no. out in the sea <laughs> no sharks yeah I don't, i'm really I'm still sorry about that uh, for the context of our listeners, I have an Oculus DK two. I let Crofton try it out in this underwater simulator. I forgot to tell him that there was a shark in there that scared, like that eats you violently, and it scared the shit out of him. And it did, man. And it made me appreciate how like
1: visceral VR can be. Like you're walking down there, and I just thought it was like a bottom of the sea exploration thing. You heard the bubbles, like it was really. It was very relaxing in it's... all ways. immersive in all meanings of the word and uh and then of course boom giant shark attacks me so scared the shit out of me and uh but in a good way like it made me realize that games have an opportunity to scare you big time through these these uh vr techs so i'll be interested in more experiences like that maybe when i'm a little more prepared
0: yeah when you got Uh, your diaper strapped on yeah, they for <laughs> strapped on, for sure. Okay, let's uh, let's move on. Let's talk about some games we've been playing, because I think uh, we might have been playing some games we don't usually play. You're always talking about making kids' minds like vegetables. Talk about them out on the street smoking
1: pot. This is Games
0: <laughs> Per Minute. How do you feel about cutting his head off? More? All right, this is Games Per Minute, where we talk about the games that we've been playing since we last met. And um, well, Crofton, I've played some new games. Have you played any new games past week? I have played
1: a new game in particular, and one that uh, that probably listeners of last week could guess that I'd be playing.
0: All right, you go first. I want to hear about. Right. It. I'm interested in, in what you have to say about this game.
1: So I'm playing Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain, Steak. which. Yeah, which is a game that we've talked about a lot on the show. I talk about my abusive relationship with the Metal Gear Solid franchise and how um, I, I keep coming back for more even though I tell myself I'm never going to play another one of these games again. Uh, and this was this was finally like all the Game of the Year hype. Everybody was talking about like it's between The Witcher and Metal Gear Solid, who yeah. Game of the Year, or whatever. And uh, as longtime listeners, no – Witcher Three is one of my favorite games of all time. Came out this year, and uh, and to have it like in the same conversation as this other game, I mean, I was excited to to try this other game. So I've been playing it, and the two, the there's three kind of things that have j- jumped out at me thus far, and I probably put about I don't know 15 hours in it. Um, so number one is that it starts super crazy, like it is legit. Psycho at the beginning Like when you start playing that game If you have never played a Metal Gear Solid game And you pick this game up And you might, like you look at the box art There's a cool dude with an eye patch And he's got a giant cigar Or or like you look at the back And it's like guys with guns and stuff and you're like oh I like Call of Duty Maybe I like this game Or or uh, you know your buddies tell you Oh you should check out this game Don't worry you don't really need to have played Any of the other Metal Gear Solids to enjoy this game Which is technically true um, it the beginning is a kick in the balls, like it is crazy ass, and uh, not in in the way like oh crazy
0: action happens. There is suspense and whatever, but it's it's. What it's do you mean just crazy like, ball? Like it's just like the story is. Do you mean it like as in there's lots of gore or there's lots of the story is just like hard to follow because it's it's funny that
1: you mentioned the gore because there is a substantial amount of gore in the in the opening sequence like uh, substantial and hideo kojima said that there was going to be more mature themes but i find there's been a lot of gore for gore's sake in ground it ended with a a scene that was extremely gory and uh, this started with a lot of gore as well so yeah there's that then there's the, the the this japanese sensibility where like this is an american cold war setting, but it's made by Japanese, uh, you know, niche genre developers, like, who are used to a certain, certain themes. So it's really crazy to hear Kiefer Sutherland, who voices Snake, deliver some of the lines that are written by Hideo Kojima. Like, you're just like, oh my god, this is ridiculous. Because he says ridiculous shit, especially in the opening. Um, And then there's just like... I. I don't want to spoil anything, but like there's like a floating child with psychic abilities, and then a giant flaming whale and all
0: sorts of like there it's that just like, amazing. Oh my god, I love it. It's just retarded. <laughs> I and, love everything uh, I just heard. Everything there's a floating child and a flaming whale. I love it, that. It's all in. It's all in this hosp- <laughs> hospital. But then
1: there's like just ridiculous shit that happens. And that's always been the balance between this game. On one side you have this legitimate stealth game where you are you are the big boss, the 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 best soldier there ever was because you're so great at stealth and fighting dudes and stuff. And then on the other hand you have ridiculous anime level enemies that you see in these crazy cutscenes. Like there'll be these giant robots or giant... throughout the Metal Gear franchise, but you never really fight them with, with the abilities that you play the rest of the game with. It's hard to explain, but you're never like... you're never stealth fighting these giant robots. You... Th- their story, giant cutscenes in most of the Metal Gear Solid where they end up getting destroyed or whatever. It's a marriage of these two ridiculous themes and it's very prevalent in hmm. the opening of the game. Hmm. But once the game – once you get past that, it takes about an hour and a half. And And I always joke about people not being able to get into The Witcher 3 because the prologue is like five hours or whatever. But it's good. But Metal Gear Solid, I could see people like starting to play and be like, what the fuck is this? And then putting it down – but once you get into it, it uh, it then becomes completely unlike every Metal Gear Solid ever, except for and this is where it's, this is one of the three things. The first is the openings crazy. The second is that it, the Metal Gear Solid that it's templated on is Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker a game that I incidentally own and was developed for the PSP portable video game system. So they have essentially taken a portable video game and 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 turned it into this like giant triple A blockbuster, but it still works in the same way. So you go you have this helicopter and this base of operations. You can you expand your base throughout the game. You can build new platforms, upgrade shit, all that sort of stuff. And then you go out on stealth missions. And there's main missions, and then there's some, there's extra side ops that give you more money or more resources or whatever. So you're going back to the same environments often. Um, you're doing missions. Uh, you're doing missions in the same places over again. Uh, and and it's pretty fun like the gameplay is really is really fun when you're doing those missions it's stealth gameplay if you like stealth games you have a really good time you can upgrade your gear come in with different gear you can go lethal or non-lethal hmm. um there's all sorts of interesting emergent game design they call it like weird shit can happen uh i was i was Approaching these ruins, and I was determined not to use any lethal force. And there were guards everywhere, and I was just like, I was, I was picking my spots. You mark all the guys with your binoculars beforehand from the cliffs. You scale down, and you're sneaking in, and you're getting around all these guys. Oh, a guy saw me, and when a guy sees you, you have a brief sort of bullet time moment to kind of make a move to subdue him before he'll raise the alarm. So bullet time kicks in. I, I shoot him in the face with a trank gun. Uh, and then he goes down. <laughs> I take him. I stick him in a porta potty so that nobody finds his body. Um, and and uh, then I keep moving. That and I'm guy. almost. I'm almost at this giant fortress, and I'm super stoked. I've got by all these guards. And then, like no joke, I kick over a bottle. Like like there's like a a <laughs> beer bottle or whatever, and it just like falls over. And I got my headphones on, and then you just hear the clink 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 on the ground. And Metal Gear has always had this thing where you're spotted. There's an exclamation mark that goes over the guard guard's head. Right. And so all these guys turn around at once and exclamation marks go over <laughs> there. And it's like, fuck, ah. And, and then I just gun them all down, obviously. Um, because the combat, the, the actual combat, if you're going lethal, it's really not that hard. It's just that at the end of every mission, you get a grade like A, hmm. B, C, whatever. Okay.
0: And you, you get more resources depending on that grade. I think that sounds like a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to playing this game. This is one I'm going to pick up, I think.
1: You would like it, I think. You'd like it if you like stealth games. The problem, again, is that it's it's right in the middle of this giant series. Um, you only need to have played, really, uh, Metal Gear Solid 3 and then Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker. But I was amazed at how much they expect that you've played Peace Walker, which is, again, a PSP game that not that many people played. You but
0: expect like, the, the, the PSP entries in a franchise? to be very optional, right? Very optional. Yeah. And like... in, in this case,
1: not only is it not optional, but it is essentially, this game is a direct sequel of that game. Wow. So the, whereas Metal Gear Solid, there's three games in the Metal Gear Solid prequel, prequel trilogy, which is three, Peace Walker, and five. And and three is, is my favorite so far. And you can play it by itself. But Peace Walker, and you can play it by itself. But Five kind of really lo- looks at the 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 end of Peace Walker as sort of a starting point, and and they, they suggest that you read all this text at the beginning to be like, this is what happened in Peace Walker. Um,
0: and uh, you know, I'm not sure. Have you, you played some Metal Gears, right, Bo? Yeah, I mean, I've pl- I played one and two, <laughs> and then <laughs> two, two after two, I was like, I. I just
1: can't do, do it. Do you remember in two the or in one or two the long codec conversations that they would have?
0: Um, like like when they, you when you when you do the, the the um the radio thing and Yeah, and the little green screens and their faces
1: would come up yeah. and they would be talking and be like, What do you think the meaning of war is? And uh oh, and they'd last the middle... forever.
0: Which I kinda didn't mind. I sort of dug that stuff, I think. Well,
1: In this game, because it's set in the past, it's kind of funny because you get all these – it's all cassettes and you get these cassettes and you can play them during your mission and it's conversations that happen – you know, before the mission even began, and that you recorded, and then now you can listen to them. So you can go, instead of interfering with the gameplay, you can listen to it as little or as much as you want. So you got these cassettes playing in the background. And you're like, okay, I'll listen. And there's music cassettes you can get to, and you're listening a lot of licensed music, which is, uh, which is cool, but uh, – and I, I'm really enjoying the, the – um, for me, remember how I talked about how with The Witcher there's this long sort of time to get into playing it? Like I got to know I got a few hours to play The Witcher because otherwise it's just like I'll get too into it and it takes so long to get into it. And then when you're in, you're really in. Yeah. Well, in this game, because it's, it, it's a sequel to a portable entry, it's a very bite-sized. You can go in and be like, I'm going to do this side op. takes me 15 minutes. Okay, that's it, and then turn it off. Huh. Like you can totally, you can totally do that. So for my lifestyle, I like it because I'll play some Rocket League, and then I'll go. I'll be like, okay, I'm going to do some stealth and play some of Metal Gear. Um, so it's so far good, but it honestly, the takeaway thus far is that it's nowhere near being in the conversation of a best game of this year with The Witcher Three. I don't even like. I it's a good game. But I, I don't understand how it's anywhere close. So they're not comparable quality wise.
0: mm Hmm. That's interesting. Because, you know, much is made about Metal Gear Solid being the last Tadio Kojima entry. Like, it feels like Metal Gear Solid is probably over unless someone at Konami decides to reboot a new thing with it, like. Metal or sell the IP Gear. or something. Yeah, Metal Gear Moonbase or something. Um, but. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm... Oh, i am I got to tell you one thing before you go. Well, one thing about Hideo
1: Kojima that really makes me laugh because everybody talks about, oh, his name was stripped from the box. And last time when we were talking about Grand Ground Zeroes, I made this joke about how, like, you start the game and it's, like, directed by Hideo Kojima and yeah, all that sort yeah. of shit and how you get his name, like, eight times. Peace, um, the Phantom Pain is way worse because before you begin every mission – Okay, you mm-hmm. get a credit sequence. What? And, and at the end of every mission, you get That's, a credit sequence. That, now there are, who wants that in their game? Like, holy shit. It's done for a, from a style's per, perspective. So, for example, I'll start a mission, yeah. and it'll be like Metal Gear Solid, The Phantom Pain, Episode 6, and then whatever the name of the mission is. And, and it'll be like, Starring snake <laughs> and then it, it, it'll be like starring snake and, and they give you spoilers in a bit because it's like the credit to the beginning of a movie for every mission so if the if it's a story more important to the main story you'll get to see that certain characters are going to show up in the credits which always play during your helicopter ride oh into that's the, to,
0: lame that is so to be dropped lame.
1: Off. So it'll be like starring Skullface. And I'm like, oh, Skullface is going to be in this mission. That'd be like um, if the
0: new Star Wars movie had the opening starring people and it said Edward James Almost. And you're like, oh, damn, Darth Vader's coming back. What? Wait. You. You is really it, screwed that one up
1: so badly. Oh, um who is
0: it? Not Edward James <laughs> almost. Um, James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones <laughs> <laughs> shit. Oh, here's my nerd card. Take it away from <laughs> Edward James. <laughs> You'd be like, Commander Adama's in this? <laughs> That's incredible. At least you got that. Um
1: Nerd card is back. I'm giving it back. Uh
0: sorry. uh.
1: So, yeah, it's just funny because then then when the mission ends and you complete the mission, you get your scorecard, like what your grading is and all this. And you're like, okay, And then you click A to accept it. And then it will be like – Directed by Hideo Kojima. Produced by Hideo Kojima. And then Kanemi uh, Kojima Productions, the logo comes up. So after every mission, you see, like, all this Hideo Kojima stuff. I've never seen a guy, a game developer's name, be thrown in my face more often playing a game than than I have during this one. So he's getting his
0: credit. Yeah, I guess so. But eh. I don't like that direction generally, though. I think if you... I don't know. I think if you're making a game... And yes, put your name on it, put the credits on it, but good lord, you don't, someone doesn't need to see that every time they, it's like, I don't want to see that at the beginning of every chapter of like, I don't know, every quest Skyrim, it's like, directed by Todd Howard, developed by Todd Howard, it's like, nobody wants that in their game, like, what do you think? Did you ever play Alan Wake? Yeah. um, It was divided
1: in episodes, I think. I think if I recall correctly, and they're like previously on Alan Wake or next time on Alan Wake, and they went. There are they no wanted more to be Alan like
0: Wake a, games.
1: <laughs> they wanted it to be like a TV show, and that's yeah. what he's going for. There, he's going for sort of like an idea of like this is an episode in this epic. But
0: like, anyway, I, whatever. I, I get what the intent is. It's just does, It's video it games is, is a different. The only reason they have that in TV, it, I, this is an issue in TV because. Even now, I watch TV shows like I've been watching Jessica Jones, and it's like, I don't, I skip the credits. I'm just like, I don't want to see this every time I watch a new, like, get on with it, people. But, you know, that's a tradition from TV. You don't need to artificially, you know, put it into games where it's not needed. You could just – every time I boot up the game, put Hideo Kojima, boom, and big – I'll see it. I'll know you did the game, You bro. You get that too. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> 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 all right. You get
1: it all, buddy. You get it all. All right.
0: So you're not finished, so you'll have more to talk about. I'm, I'm interested in hearing more. I definitely – I just want to see if I got yeah. my three things. So one was that the opening
1: is super weird. Two is that it's a sequel of a PSP game, and that's weird. And three – is that it's got those interstyle sort of like credits brought to you by Hideo Kojima. Yep. So those were my three things. Yep. So right.
0: yeah, all right, cool. Well, and you'll bring more because you'll be playing this again. I know. Uh, I, how far in are you? Like 20 percent? Like
1: they have a little percentage meter in your chop, like in your chopper, and okay. it says I'm six percent through the game, yeah. and. But I don't know if that means 6% through the story or they're inca- including all the side ops and all that sort of shit. I I'm not going
0: to do yeah. all the side ops. <laughs> okay. Um, you don't want to Fulton a bunch of horses back to your base? All right. Um, I'll talk about that next time. Yeah. I-, I think the Fulton looks awesome.
1: It's hilarious.
0: Yeah. Because <laughs> you can just Fulton everything, right? <laughs> not okay. yet. i got to upgrade it. Oh, Oh, well. You will eventually probably. Um, okay, and so you've also been playing a uh, good old Rocket League. It says here. Oh yeah, uh, Rocket League. How's that I'm... hockey mode? I played it recently, but didn't try the hockey. I like. Okay, so
1: I'm a huge hockey fan uh, in real lives. Uh, but unfortunately, like I, I, it's different and they totally did the puck, meaning the puck isn't just a skin on a ball. So, for example, I have a trick for winning pretty much every faceoff in Rocket League. I'm like the Jason Spets of winning faceoffs in Rocket League. But, but uh, it doesn't work with the puck because the puck is so flat on the ice that I do this sort of flip with my car and I'll just go right over it. So the puck is thin, uh, which leads to some really crazy physics stuff. And the weighting of it is different, and the ice is different, but it's not as it doesn't work as well, like because there's no sticks on your car and you're hitting it like it'd be like playing hockey if everybody was wearing skates and had no sticks and had to kick the puck everywhere. So, I mean, th- it works, but it doesn't work too. Like, there's you saying it's not as satisfying as the ball gameplay, it's just not as balanced, like, yeah. Okay. The goals mm-hmm. in particular, like if you say. This is hard to explain, but if you put the puck up over the net, like along the wall, because the the soccer ball can roll along the wall in, in in Rocket League, and the puck can do the same, and it drops down in front of the net. Well, in in uh, in soccer, somebody has to like drive and nail it into the net whereas in the hockey thing the puck will just sort of fall into the net and then it's an automatic goal as soon as the puck touches the the goal line it's an automatic goal whereas oh, in so, in the soccer mode it had to literally cross the goal line for and you could see it sort of the white light go on the soccer ball to show how far it was across the goal line yeah well, In yeah. the case in the case of the hockey puck it's not like that at all soon as it touches the goal line boom it's a goal and that huh. uh that's really actually quite annoying. I don't even find it satisfying to score that way, much much less uh, when somebody scores on me that way. Like when they put the puck up really high and it's just sliding down off the wall and, and slides into the net, like onto the net. And it's like, oh, I'm like, oh, that's bullshit. That's kind of stupid. Hmm, so yeah. I, I didn't like that as much. But I think it's a cool option, literally. And I liked, um, I liked the Wasteland I mode as well. Which was it's the- a
0: cool option because it's a hockey see- rink
1: it yeah. is ice. um so uh and i like the wasteland mode which was another
0: mode that the uh, bonus i've played that had. wait the wait wasteland like you mean the map
1: yeah sucks that it's not in the ranked mode though cuz i only play ranked now and so i never got to play
0: it unless i got out of ranked yeah I'm not i like to good too. not to play ranked i like the slope on either side you're too you good liked it? yeah like i think the slopes on either side make it just makes it interesting like the ball sort of tends to roll to the middle where on the default maps, there's a lot of corner like um, stuff yeah. that can happen. Where this, it tends to push the ball into the mid area, so it it never felt like there was those weird corner stalemates. Um, I liked I, it. It's funny that it's not I'm in 52 ranks. hours in Rocket
1: League, which to Bo is what? nothing. But t- to that's me, that's a lot like... for you. Oh my god, you played yeah. this game 52 hours. So 52 hours total since I've – so this is like a $20 game and uh, if I go through my Steam catalog and I look at the games that I've put the most hours into, like a game I put like 60-some hours into – 63 hours into like Assassin's Creed 3 and I pretty much totally finished that game. I put 100 hours into Skyrim. I'm like halfway through the time I put in Skyrim and Rocket League and I just don't see my enthusiasm waning. So that's a really – like when when they're doing the game of the year awards right now, and like right now, Witcher is my runaway. Like I, it's for sure my runaway, and I've put in a ton of time. If but if this was last year, which as we I've said before, it was kind of a shit year in gaming. I would, I would first and rock if Rocket League had come out last year. If for me, it would be a slam dunk game of the year winner. Really? Uh,
0: yeah, I guess oh, that. Yeah, it's good. It's really good. It's just
1: it's just grown on me. I've always enjoyed it. It's grown on me. I find it relaxing. I'll sit down. There's not the endless, like, trolling. There is trolling, but it's not like going on an FPS and getting shot in the head over and over. Like, you just feel like even when you have a bad Rocket League game, you're like, it's not that bad. I'll just play another game and it'll be with different people. But I don't have bad games, so I don't know what that's like really. <laughs>
0: I love how how confident of a of a Rocket League player you are. It's great. Um, well, good. So, what are, yeah, I've been talking a lot. What have you been playing? So, um, all right. So, of course, I played some Heroes. There's a big deal with the recruiter friend thing. You get a vulture mount for recruiting four friends, but I made four Smurf accounts and got it because I got no friends to refer. <laughs> you could have referred me. Uh, yeah. You, well, I can still refer you actually because oh, I should refer you because you'll get a free Rainer. And a stim pack to start off. I thought
1: Raynor was the free guy that everybody started with.
0: No. No, no, no. He's the training guy. You'll get to play him in training, but you have to buy him just like everyone else. But you'll get... I'll send you the link, actually, tonight. Um, You'll get Raynor. And if you hit level 10, account level 10, you'll get Sylvanas, an in-demand hero. This is a good pickup. Sylvanas for free uh, for reaching level 10. Including the... um, There's a free rotation of 10 heroes. So no matter what, when you log in, you'll get to pick from 10 different heroes. But... The ones you own, you'll always get to pick, so um, that's good. So the deal was, if I had four accounts that hit level ten, I get the vulture from Starcraft to ride around on as a mount, and um, it's sweet. There's nothing like it in the so game.
1: So let me get this straight: you created four fake
0: accounts and leveled them all to level ten? Yes, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. Hilarious. It doesn't take that long. It it really doesn't take that long. Uh, um, you know, we uh, gr- ground out some bot games, like some some AI games, real quick. Um, but you know, th- there's a big controversy about that because basically everybody is making Smurfs and doing like that strategy and not actually yeah. referring people. Um, it's funny that I didn't think of you, but I just assume you're never going to play Heroes, man. You know? But I mean,
1: I could have just like da- what did I, what did I have to do? Create an account? So, I already have a Blizzard yeah. account. Well, would But, done it just but, but you haven't people.
0: started playing, so it'll still count. Um, so I can still benefit from you. I give you the link. You log in. You get Rainer for free you you keep playing till you get to level 10 and then i get flagged as hey someone hit level 10 you get one out of four checkboxes on your vulture so i need four but people But don't you to do already that. have the vulture? Well i have it now but i can still i'm sure i can still recruit you or i can find somebody who who you know needs that Sweet whatever just no. i'm going to play it at one point anyway i told you
1: i was just waiting to get this computer
0: All right sweet well we, well, we should play this week then Um all right uh, I'll send you the link after the show Uh, So anyways, that happened to Heroes of the Storm, but something else happened. We were on the NVIDIA stream on, or no, it's not the NVIDIA stream anymore. Scott's just doing this show called Experience Points, and uh, he really wanted me to play. NVIDIA breakup? Uh, Yeah, the contract's over, and NVIDIA's not renewing, so Scott's keeping the show. bastards. Yeah, bunch of bastards. Uh, I'm just kidding. NVIDIA sent me free shit. (laughs) (laughs) Scott's keeping the show going, though. Um and uh, I was on and we he picked up a copy of Duck Game for me which I'm very grateful for. Now you remember Towerfall Ascension, right? Yeah, so, I remember that, but I've never heard of Duck Game. So Duck Game is made by Adult Swim Games, who usually make jokey games. It's yes. basically Towerfall Ascension except it's um it's like you know that game more has like levels that you play. This one's like you literally jump in. You get a map. It's up to four players, so four people control ducks who can quack. They go quack, 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 quack. You can pick up guns and chainsaws, and it's deathmatch, and it's like one-shot kill. And then whoever wins, wins that map, then, then this, it immediately loads a new map right away. And then you play like ten maps, and then it goes to a score screen. And if no one's the winner, it loads another te- sequence of ten maps. And you just keep going in these um, rapid-fire deathmatch, one-shot kill things. It's a side scrolly kind of 8-bit game. It is amazing. Um, so
1: do the levels are but the levels the 10 maps, they they are like do they have features? Like they're are they different? Yeah, they're all, they're just, all
0: different. Like the weapons that spawn are different. Like sometimes you get these 8-bit yeah. guns that like have a giant recoil that blow you back, but the bullets yeah. move super slow and they look like 8-bit blocks. There's a mind control gun where you shoot someone with the mind control and then you can control them and then throw them off a cliff. You can web people. There's flamethrowers. It's like it's not meant. To, it's it's ridiculous what can happen. You can drop a landmine on a trampoline and then it goes nuts and and kills somebody after all the bouncing it does. Make kind of make it, sense. To it's them. like it's like I don't want to say less serious, but like Tower Falls like has like a fantasy setting. It has like a mood. This is like it's ducks. Like, they go, quack, 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 and carry guns. And, like, when you kill somebody, you press the quack button to taunt and be like, quack, 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 quack. <laughs> I, I would
1: just like to point out, this is the same guy that earlier this very episode was talking about Just Cause and Saints Row as being too <laughs> immature. And is now talking about a game where you run around with ducks going, quack, 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 and then kill each other. Yeah. I mean, like, that sounds ridiculous. It also sounds like it would give me a headache. Like if if it's got duck sound effects in the background the whole time I'd be like fucking duck shut up
0: yeah but trust me it, this is a fun this is like a play for thirty minutes kind of game it's not like Sweet. an investment kind of thing like you can I like those it's 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 you know almost get that Rocket League feel in the sense that you can pick it up play for a bit and not play the one downside is I think it's probably not I think I don't even think you can play solo I guess you can play online with people I haven't played this I haven't played it by myself. Um but even Yeah but so, like ro- I I guess I could play Rocket League solo but I've never done it. But it's like more in- of a team game Rocket League, right? Like it, it it's like cuz I think you can log in and play with four other people in Duck Game, but I feel like the joy from that game Just is kidding. blowing up blowing up your other you're blowing up other people that you know. And they're like fuck. You know, where it's like if it's strangers, like Rocket League's still fun even if it's strangers, but like this game I don't think would be as much fun because the whole it's like that Bomberman feel where you're trying to screw other people, but it's twitchy and not, you know, thoughtful like Bomberman. How much is it? It's thirteen ninety nine. Ooh, um, that's pricey. Yeah. But it does it will go on sale. It has been on sale I think a couple times now. So I'll keep
1: like Steam Steam's gotta have some sort of Christmas sale, right?
0: Uh, I think they'll probably have one soon. I don't know if they, they stopped doing that because everyone waits till Christmas. But well, they had
1: a they had a wicked sale earlier this month, like the like exploration that, that mi- sale. That,
0: that might have been it. Like I think they might have moved it away from the holiday sale because everyone just waits to make their purchases. But maybe they will have one. I I don't know. I don't think
1: everybody because you're buying for the idea is that what's great about the exploration one was that you could buy people gifts for Christmas if you wanted to.
0: I think one of the issues I remember reading this a while ago and it's worth revisiting because maybe they've changed it was. That steam sales at Christmas used to be great, but then people stopped buying games in order to wait for the like oh, I really want to play Metal Gear Solid Five. Let me wait for the sale. Why would I pay buy it now? You know like yeah. it's having a long term chilling effect on on games for sales. the record,
1: I bought it at the exploration sale, so yeah. I
0: spent a bunch of money on that on that sale uh on a bunch of games. Um, it's just those sales are good, but when the entire population of gamers gets wise to the thing and nobody buys things at full price unless they are must have mind-blowing experiences, it, it does cause a lot of, I think, revenue to be lost for some games.
1: Yeah, I guess that's fair enough. Like, I, I literally never buy things full price on Steam. I pretty much, I'm just like, this is going to be on sale at one point. I will wait for it. Like yeah unless a game came out that I need to ha- have day day one date, but like honestly that doesn't happen very much to me anymore like Fallout four came out, I thought I was gonna be like dying to play that took me a while to get the computer, so i I wouldn't have been able to have it on 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 day one, but I could totally have played it before I played Metal Gear Solid Five, but it's too new to be on sale, whereas Metal Gear Solid Five a couple of months earlier was now on sale so i was like well i'll buy that one i haven't played either of them so yeah i'll buy yeah. Uh, anyway i'm
0: I'm in a similar boat too unless i really want it it usually like um witcher i'll probably get at some point actually eh, if i do buy it i'll be on sale that's the message yeah um so duck games you need Game. a computer that can run it first i don't know i got this new graphics card baby Uh I might be okay Maybe. It's, it's possible. I, I can run heroes, things I can run Heroes at Ultra, which I wasn't able to do before. So it, there's di- there is a difference. Um, so I've been playing Duck Game, playing Heroes of Storm, and we talked last week that Elder Scrolls was giving away a million dollars to a player. And I said, oh, oh. I said, you know, I could really use a million dollars in my life. So I entered the contest. And, By playing it once? Well, no. You actually... I don't know if you have to play it. I think you do. I did anyways. I... I couldn't find that part in the rules but you have to sign up for the sweepstakes so you can't just download it and expect to win there's a sign up form for the sweepstakes entered that downloaded the game client played through the i played maybe an hour and a half um it looks like an elder scrolls game it didn't look too much like an mmo um until i finally got out of the new new section so the graphics are great um but it's still an MMO it's still like oh there's a guy and there's other players around like it felt it felt a bit janky in, in that MMO okay. kind of way yeah but, i know what, exactly what yeah. way what you mean but the graphics were you know very nice it had the definitely that you know bethesda feel to all of the art and characters everything was voiced all the quest givers i talked to were fully voiced which was pretty good for an MMO yeah um, but, star wars the old
1: republic's the only one i can yeah. think of like that
0: so after being in this weird place that molag ball controls over called the cold harbor. Um I went back, I recovered my normal body, and then I woke up in a town and there was stuff everywhere and then I was like, okay, let's see, you know, cuz it's a free to play game. Like, I don't think there's a subscription. I think you buy the game and then you can just play. But there's definitely a transaction store. Let's see what's on here. And it's mounts and pets and armor and bag slot upgrades and I said, yeah, this game sucks." <laughs> I was like, I I just don't you know, uh, Warcraft. But that's but that's what Diablo and all those games are. No, no, you don't. You don't. You don't buy those things uh, at all. The auction house. That's the, they closed it. It's yeah, like, but you used to. Well, you used to, but they closed it, and that's what people wanted to play the game again. Um, what about in Warcraft? You can't buy any of that shit in Warcraft. No, mounts the, and stuff. The only mounts you can buy are extremely expensive mounts, like for twenty five dollars. <laughs> but were they? where half of it gets donated to charity. Like, they're charity-driven. They're really nice mounts, but there are literally thousands of mounts in the game. You don't feel compelled to get whatever's on that store. That's, like, charity stuff. Um, the the way that they do microtransactions and WoW, actually, is you can level a character up to full level for $60. bucks. It's they are really expensive transactions, not these, like, hey, spend 500 crystals here and get this and unlock, you know, these quests for 10, like crap like that there was the same that was true in star trek online and it just gets too complicated and it looks nickel and dimey even pl- i'd level that criticism at planet side i've logged in recently and it's just what am i looking at in the store it's just barf of like crap to spend space points on it's it, you know so i was like oh, i'm kind of turned off you know i, I don't want to be invested in this you know the game like this like um so, yeah. I mean, it looked nice. If you like Elder Scrolls Online, it's great. I feel like MMOs really are just have lost their way um, in the past couple of years. It's really hard. To- How's the gameplay in it? Like, uh, is it because
1: that's my big criticism, as you know, with MMOs and Diablo and Heroes and MOBAs and everything is the whole hotkey combat th- uh, isometric whatever or third person where you're just going and like you know click yeah. attack animation then one two three four one two three four like that that stuff uh wears with me whereas the the skyrim you know while it doesn't have crazy combat has at least has at least like you know you you could time you go in and like Swing your sword and do things in different ways.
0: You do do exactly that in this game. You can stun somebody by pressing both the left and right mouse button um, to interrupt spellcasting. You can block with the right mouse button. You can attack with the left. You do a charge attack if you hold down the left button. It's a hybrid. There are hotkeys, so as a dragon knight, I could put on dragon armor if I pushed one. But it looked like there was only spots for four or five hotkeys. I don't think they made... I think it's a hybrid of both. I think you're manually, you can swing in first person or in third person, but you're manually doing what you do in those Skyrim games, like in the Elder Scrolls and Fallout. Like it works the same way. So, um, hybrid. I. That being said, a lot of those, like I know for Warcraft, it starts to really show its depth when you do raiding and do high end content. You know your rotation. I don't know what that looks like in Elder Scrolls without getting to max level and really getting that experience. I don't think I'm really going to see you know, how, if it's pleasurable to do or not, but, um, I don't know. It's just, and what, my, about I, the,
1: what about the world of Elder Scrolls? Cause they, every time they release one of these uh, games, like uh, I started in Daggerfall, but like Morrowind, uh, Oblivion, all these, they're set in one of the content continents of Cyrodiil or something. Tamaril, I think. Tamaril. Yeah, that's it. So, so do you, do you, like, can you go to places um, yeah. that you so go to in these other games? In,
0: in the map from Tamriel, it looked like, yes, you could go to Cyrodiil, um, the Imperial, Imperial City. um uh, See, I would be stoked, in a way, like,
1: you, I would be stoked to go back to some of those places I've been in other video games and see them with even nicer graphics or whatever, like... Like, I think of the Imperial City in Oblivion, that was one of those places that had a big wow factor for me when I first yeah, played maybe
0: it. maybe it'd be interesting to go see to go see it. I, it, I look, because what happened was I opened up the world map and it's like some places were available and some places were not.
1: High, too high level or something?
0: No, like, just it looked like in development. Like, I couldn't go to Skyrim, for example. But it's there on the map of Tamriel. Like, there were yeah. places on the map that were not filled in and it's not because... You couldn't go there. It's because it's not in the game. Like you have access to certain zones of Tamriel, but not the entirety of Tamriel. And maybe the plan was is to release that over time. I don't know. Well, Um, I heard
1: Skyrim was on the in the game. I I saw comparative screenshots for each of the locations. um, then,
0: Then maybe it needs to be unlocked, and I don't get to see it till I get there. So that might be a thing. It just it I in the world the world map was not was obtuse to use to begin with, like. There's this giant list of maps, and you pick maps to look at. And when I opened up the one for the entire world, I could only click on certain maps, and I didn't understand why. It wasn't immediately evident. So,
1: was it free to play?
0: Uh, it was. There's was a free to play weekend, but you there is no way to free to play. You have to buy the game. Okay. Yeah. And
1: it's sixty bucks.
0: It's normal price sixty bucks, but I have to imagine it's discounted by now.
1: I'm gonna look right now. Any other final thoughts you got
0: on that one? Um, my final Scott thought is: I will, if I win the million dollars, then I will be loving that game and playing it in, out of gratitude. So you know,
1: pick me, pick me. It's seventy bucks. Yeah. It's the yeah, Tamriel Online Unlimited. Blah 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 blah. Let me just see some screenies. Huh. I mean, yeah, I see what you mean. It looks y in the screens like doesn't have that 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 skyrim feel necessarily you know
0: no it look it looks very actually like because for me the elder scrolls are about that immersion and this feels like it feels like i'm in an mmo i'm immersed in an mmo <laughs> i'm not immersed in an actual other world so um you know wasn't it, it wasn't like man i need to keep playing this Skyrim's a game where I'm like, I just want to play for an hour and I'll play for like 12 hours because I'm like, oh, I'm super into everything that's going on. But uh, this game didn't hook me, so. Yeah. Witcher 3, buddy. All right. Well, that's the games we've been playing. Um, I think we're just going to pass on the dialogue tree today. We're already 56 minutes. And let's move on to the good old inventory management where we answer the question. Well, we'll tell you in a second. (laughs)
1: Inventory management is a challenging and inexact science.
0: All right. Welcome to inventory management where we answer the question, spend sh- your cash or vendor your trash. trash. Um, nice. All right. So today I'm going to start off with my recommendation because we talked about it at length. It is duck game. Pew, pew, pew. Bring your friends. Sit on the couch. Get those controllers going and shoot each other in the face or in the um, duck bill. Repeatedly, It's quite good. And uh, don't forget to play dead. There's a play dead button so that you can sneak up and get kills on people. It's pretty cool. Oh, that's wicked. You can play
1: dead in Metal Gear Solid Five too. Probably the only thing those two games have in common. Um, does uh, d- uh, Would you suggest getting that game full price or waiting for a sale?
0: Um, you know, I'd suggest getting it full price if you know you're going to play it. I'd say wait because like the... I haven't played it by myself, so I can't say. It's like, oh, buy it now and start playing it. I'd say wait for an opportunity. But if wait for an opportunity to play with people. But if you have an opportunity to play with friends, it's worth the thirteen bucks, I think. Although, it came out
1: on Uya. I wonder if it came out on Uya first. That's what Tower, Towerfall Fall came out on Uya as well.
0: It's an eight-bit side-scrolling deal, so it's probably runs on everything. It'll run on your <laughs> Hyundai. The first. The first. Uh, Review on
1: Steam is just quack 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 quart, quack 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 quack, quack, quack,
0: quack. <laughs> Ten, 10. 10 quack out of ten would click again. So that
1: is awesome. Game.
0: That is so awesome. That's I saw the review.
1: Duck <laughs> uh, Duck game for Bo. So for me, I'm going in the total other direction. Um, I mentioned Assassin's Creed Three earlier and how much time I put in. A lot of people have said bad things about Assassin's Creed 3. I won't repeat them here except to say that it was all right. It wasn't great. But Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag, that game was sweet. And uh, I – This is the pirate one, right? This is the pirate one. Yes, this is the pirate one. And it is no joke. Like I played Sid Meier's Pirates. It's a great game. I played Monkey Island. Also, it's a great game. There is no better made pirate skate, pirate game than Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag and the the only thing that I would levy against it is that it's an Assassin's Creed game. I would I would have called this game Black Flag and I would have changed I would have removed all the Templars and Assassins mumbo jumbo out of it and I would have made it just, you know, just focused on the pirates and there's not a lot of that Templar crap, but it's, it's just, it's around the end as always. Um, eh. but the, the rest of the game is just an amazing pirate uh, game. And with all these open world games, the trick is to nailing the feeling and, uh, and not only does it nail the feeling of of being a pirate in the Caribbean, it also nails like little stuff like the time period, the sea shanties everybody talks about, and that they're one of the, my favorite unlockables in all games. Like you can find these notes floating around, you get them, and they're, they're sea shanties. Your crew, when you're when you're navigating the ocean, will all start singing. Um, and and uh, as as the graphics are really good and and the the waves are moving and the boats going up and down and everybody's singing and you're at the till and it's like man doesn't can't feel better so uh, I I definitely think that's a that's a great game and it's one that I may be dusting off to pump the sweet graphics on my uh, super sweet PC now that I have it because uh, I I played it with with pretty good graphics but I think I could I could turn it up to eleven and get the full pirate experience. Uh, So my recommendation, Assassin's Creed 4, Black Flag, no, you do not need to have played any of the other Assassin's Creed's to enjoy that game.
0: Hmm, I like that recommendation. That's the one that's after the one that's set in America, right?
1: Yeah. It's part of their, um, they essentially have, there's the first game, then there's like, The Ezio Trilogy, which is like three games pretty much dedicated to the same character, although through different times in his life and blah, blah, blah. And then there's what's known as the Americas Trilogy, which which is um, Black Flag uh, – sorry, Assassin's Creed 3, Black Flag, and um, there's this Assassin's Creed Rogue that came out as well. Uh, just for old consoles and now for PC. I've never actually played that one. I am kind of tempted sometimes, but I mean, I'm so far behind on the Assassin's Creed. Black Flag was the last one um, I played. I'll probably play Syndicate now that I have it. Uh, and it's interesting because their they're, 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 uh, Assassin's Creed Unity was set in Paris uh, during the, the Revolution. Um, then Assassin's Creed Syndicate is set during in London during the industrial revolution i feel like whatever the next assassin's creed will be will be like a european revolution trilogy or something like that hmm. well, uh, because
0: syndicate is in england isn't it
1: yeah so you so, got london and england in for syndicate you got paris france for unity uh, uh, you know i i bet the next game is going to be i don't know like in belgium or some man, shit they, i don't i can't I, think. they of, need
0: to have one in russia you? <laughs> maybe you know what the Russian
1: Revolution. That's exactly where it will be, Bo. That's it. It'll be the Revolution trilogy, and the th- it's Industrial Revolution, French Revolution. The third one will be in Russia. I bet you will hear about it this year. It, you're going to look like a genius. <laughs> I bet that's. I bet that's what it is. I,
0: full disclosure. I just want uh, uh, an Assassin's Creed game full of people with Russian accents is tempting. Well,
1: oh, for the I record, can, then Metal yeah. Gear Solid Five. It's during the Cold War. All your enemies are Soviets in oh, Afghanistan. nice. Nice. So they're all they're all speaking Russian all the time. So, yeah, it's good.
0: I like it. I like it. I like that recommendation, and I like you. And I like oh, all of you out there listening.
1: I like them too.
0: All right. Uh, why don't you give us the, you know, tell Business? people, yeah, where they can find out stuff. About Salt religion. them up.
1: Treat them nice. Okay. EXMPodcast.com is our website. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at exmpodcast. Facebook is exm.com/ exM podcast all these all these things are ways of, of you following us and getting our uh, our new episodes as soon as they drop. So if you're looking for the old archive stuff go to exmpodcast.com. you can find it all there but like if you want to be alerted whenever we hit hit with a new episode, please follow us on Twitter or on Facebook. EXM Podcast at Gmail.com. We've told you a couple of times to send us an email. We want to hear from people and we want to talk to people. So, EXM Podcast at Gmail.com is how you do that. Twitch.tv slash EXM Podcast is our live stream. We do that uh, generally Monday nights in the eight ish range. Uh, but if you're following us on Twitter and Facebook, like I said, then you'll get alerted to when we go live on twitch.tv slash EXM Podcast. Um, also, if you like this podcast We have another podcast That's right Can you believe it? We're the first podcasters in history to do more than one show um, The second one is called Good, Bad, or Bullshit We review, or pick a random topic every week and review it Decide if it's good If it's bad or if it's bullshit You can find out more about that show at goodbadbull.com Bo and I We're both individuals Of an individual nature And uh you can follow us individually on the internet as well. Let's start with Bobo. All right. Well, you can find Bobby.
0: me at Bo Schwartz on the Twitter. Uh, if you're interested in other things I do, uh, I was most recently a guest on Current Geek again. I was a solo guest this time, and it was a lot of fun. Um, we talked about geeky stuff. So uh, check out at Current Geek on Twitter, and you know, listen to the latest episode if you want me on there. But uh, you should also check out Good Batter Bullshit and check out Core. Um, at coreheroes4you.com uh, um, yeah that's that's me Crofton can our listeners find out more about you you should
1: get you should get Scott Johnson from Current Geek Fame on, on this show he can be our guest
0: you know what I'm he, working
1: on it he, he can be our solo guest um, alright uh, and you can follow me at Crofton Steers on Twitter nice uh, where I will be committed to tweeting more diligently soon but I've been so busy it's the holiday <laughs> season uh, I've been saying that for like two years now. It's true. It's always the holiday season. (laughs) Um, So normally most podcasts would close up shop. Now they'd be like, you know what? We're done. We gave you the business and now we're done. But us, no. We have one last segment. It is the Master Game Theater Quote of the Week.
0: It's now time for Master Game.
1: So, Bo, I'm going to set you up for this week's quote. Oh, you can't um,
0: do it. I've been doing them so much. I thought maybe no, you'd like a turn. The, I, I, I feel like, like I can do a great wheel.
1: job setting this one up, and I feel then you will just, like, you'll right. just t- homer it out of the park. All right. So, this okay. is the
0: first time we do one that doesn't have an original voice actor for. But it's, we want to, I think we need to start doing some of these because they're so iconic. It's uh, true. Uh, anyways, hey. so we're going to read them and just do our own interpretation of them. Which is awesome. Um,
1: yeah. So this this one is from uh, an arcade classic. And this is a game young Youngcroft loved so much that he tried to buy the portable version of this game. It uh, was like one of those Tiger Electronics deals that was much less impressive oh, than it looked Tiger. in the magazine. Tiger Electronics. Uh, it, and uh, it, uh, it's the game where – Um, you need to save the president from ninjas to prove that you are the baddest dudes on the planet. I'm talking of course about bad dudes. And if in bad dudes, you are successful in saving the president. And I have never been, then he will, he will thank you with, with this iconic line. So Bo as the president from bad dudes, please, please uh, thank the players.
0: Just doing warm ups. <clears throat> hey dudes, thanks for rescuing me. Let's go for a burger. ha ha ha